Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Shock of Reality, the podcast devoted to discussing the topics and facts that everyone really cares about with no fear. Featuring your host, the voice of the seaport, DJ SAV, and the superstar of the future, musician and intellectual giant, Mr. Alvin Small. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, email us at theshockofreality at yahoo.com. That's D-A-S-H-O-C-K-O-F-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y. All one word with no spaces. Topic listed is podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram under the same heading. So now, let's get popping on the topic of today. Alright y'all, how y'all doing today? This is DJ SAV. And Alvin Small. And we are on the Shock of Reality. Uh, first, let's pay some bills. Yes, sir. So, today's show is being sponsored by the Realm of Relics. Located at 7303 Abercorn Street, Sweetie. A premier shop where all your nerd needs and fantasies can be fulfilled. Realm of Relics has everything from vintage toys, games comic books, artwork, and other collectibles. Their knowledgeable staff will help you find whatever you are looking for, whether it's Transformers, Star Wars paraphernalia, gaming items, or cult classic movies are your thing, then come and check out what they have. Open from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily for your chance to browse, buy, sell, or trade. Your one-stop shop where the prices are reasonable and gives you a reason to come back again and again. For more information, call 912 777-7593 or like them on Facebook Realm of Relics we're all welcome to enter and enjoy makes me want to go buy some some nerd stuff right now yeah they got a great setup over there I was just in there yesterday so you know my thing is to collect Transformers even as old as I am you got some new Transformers I did well let me tell you what I did I had a Remember, we had a discussion off uh, off the podcast where I wanted to buy Fortress Maximus, you know. Yeah. So I found one, and I was like, yes. You know how you like, you, like Christmas, you're like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I got it home, right? And I'm the type of collector, like, I like to display. I don't like to keep them in the box. Yeah. I like to display them, you know, kind of set up a little. So I got them out the box. And it's like, I opened the box, and it's like, <laughs> Until I picked him up and he was broke. Yes. Uh, so the ghetto in me was like, I'll never get another chance like this. I can like shoot some glue and it'll just because it's gonna be a display. I'm not like I'm gonna play with it. I'm too old for that. Yeah. Also, I think. But anyway, so <laughs> I did everything I could. Gorilla tape, gorilla glue. Oh goodness. And the collector in me was just like, Nah, this is not gonna happen. So I took it back, and they had uh, a Titan I didn't want, but I was like, fine. So I got Triplicon. Okay. And uh, so I'm sitting in my room, and I'm like, yeah, this I'm, I'm just not feeling this. So I went to my buddies at the Realm of Relics, and uh, we made some trades. And uh, when I was a kid, one of the uh, line of toys that I always wanted was the Headmasters. Yeah. Well, you know, with everything they're doing today, they're shrinking down some of the, uh, yeah. but they still are real good. They got more articulation. Uh-huh. So I traded in Triplicon, and uh, I ended up with uh, a few 
Headmasters. I got a Netflix exclusive Ultra Magnus figure from the, uh, but what I really got, which is like the coolest, well, the second coolest part of my collection, because I got the God of War statue with him and his son. That's the pinnacle of my collection, even beyond my WWE belt. Yeah, yeah I know y'all saying, this guy's a nerd, I can't help it. Yeah. I got an Iron Man 2 poster okay. with the signatures. Yeah. Oh, so, I didn't know I had the signatures. Yes. I didn't see the signatures. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. So I'm like, yeah, I would be a fool not to take this. So, you know, there's always a silver lining to a cloud. Yeah, I didn't get Fortress Maximus, but I got that poster, which is going to be awesome hell up in my room. Yeah. All right. That's enough nerds. To- <laughs> Look at the beast. Yeah. I just had to get that out. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Amber is not with us today. You know, she's feeling under the weather or whatnot. We send our blessings, our prayers, and good tidings out to her. Um, we're going to continue last week's uh, yep. story uh, about consequences. And I've had some stuff that happened since then that uh, I want to bring to the forefront because of consequences. Okay. A lot of people who don't know me, for most of my life, I've been a single father. Uh, that title, Father, has been the most important thing in my life because it's always been challenged by people who either had ill will towards me or were trying to build themselves up by breaking me down. People who really know me know that being a father means more to me than breathing. I've got uh, five children. My oldest doesn't really know me. That's not something that uh, I'm comfortable talking about a lot, but it's, it's not my fault. And even to this day, my uh, home, my arms are open to him. There's just some underlying things, consequences of some choices some other people made for him and for me uh, have us at an impasse. Um, I have a youngest daughter who's biologically not mine, but I didn't find out about that until seven years into her life. Um, Once again, choices of another person, the consequences is now I'm not able to be in her life as much as I want to be, but because I am important to her, her mother and the other individual realize that it would just be detrimental to her and them if I was uh, pulled away. But the consequences I want to talk about today is choices that your children make when they get to the point to feel like they're grown. So, I'm 46 years old. And while I have my time where I talk to my mother in a certain way because she does things at the age she is now that's detrimental to her health, yeah. you know, and it made me go into parent mode when I should remember that I am her child. And uh, but I still have the respect for her as a parent, yeah. even though I'm an adult. Yeah. But um, what I'm talking about now is I have a daughter who's 18 years old, and even prior to her becoming 18, she was exhibiting um, detrimental choices. And when we would try to correct her, she would use that as a reason to go off the attack and say oh she's a burden we don't love her or whatnot so now because of her being 18 she can use the law to keep me 
from parenting. Okay. And now, because of the choices she's made, because she feels like she's an adult, the relationship and the bond that I had with her from being there when she was a baby up to now is now totally non-existent. Okay. I've literally not had any communication with my daughter for six days which even when things were going bad when she was a young child that's never happened so now there are consequences that are going to pop up that I don't feel like I'm ready to face Uh, her being out on the street her getting pregnant her getting sick but at the same time I can't force anything so you see what my dilemma is I would rather have the consequences of reaching my hand out and having it slapped away than just pulling back totally which is what everybody is telling me I should do I got you I understand that that's not not really much I can say about that because I've I've never been in a situation like that Uh, yeah, there's, there's really nothing I can, I can... Well, let me tell you why I decided to share this. Okay. Because I know, even though right now we have a limited amount of folks that listen to this podcast, yeah. somebody's going to hear this that's having a similar issue, and they're going to say, hey, you might want to listen to this. Yeah. You might want to hear, know that you know, you're not alone. Maybe True. I can help curtail someone getting to the point that I'm at right now. Yeah. Because they'll yeah. take the time to breathe. Yeah. And, and actually, actually think through things. That's I, I think that's that's why I, I really like enjoyed the idea of at least this podcast right here, the whole thing about consequences. Um, not seeing the big picture leads a lot of people to make rash decisions that are that seem good in the moment but are not helpful over a long period of time. Um, I, a good friend of mine is actually uh, she studies, I can't remember exact, the exact name for it, but what she does is when she approaches psychology and stuff like that, uh, she doesn't just deal with the symptoms, she deals with the root of things. So it's just like, she doesn't, like, if a kid is acting out, she goes, okay, so the kid's acting out, is it because they want attention, or is it because... Well, she might be a like, psychologist. She is, she is a psychologist. So okay. it's like she, she goes through the list of things to find out exactly what that is. So it's like, okay, so this is a cry for help, and it's from this, that, or the third. Right. So it's like being able to see that and being able to talk through stuff like this definitely helps. Because it's, it's just like you can, you can make the wrong choice and mess someone up for a really long time. Right. Like um, I, know, I know personally um, I went through a time where I was like the troubled child of my family. Um, no, not you. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I know that's a little. <laughs> There's a little, little far. T- that's a little tongue in cheek, but it's just like uh, for the, at the level that my family was operating. Right. I was definitely the one that was in some in a lot of ways falling behind because it's just like you, I, you know, I was getting all the right grades. I was like acing all my classes up until fifth grade. Um, and then right around that time, I had a bunch of family stuff happen. Um, right. My grandfather died. That was the first time I ever saw like anything dying right. ever. So it's like I see this man who like for the longest time I saw him in yeah. uh, the convalescent home. So I saw him 
only as a husk of his former self. Right, right, and right. And then to suddenly see this living, breathing thing not alive or breathing anymore, yeah. that really messed me up. And then I uh, found out a little bit, like, and then a little bit later, my uncle died. And this is wow. my favorite uncle. Wow. Uh, he ended up hitting a patch of black ice uh, up in Wisconsin. He slid uh, into a guardrail, guardrail, punctured one of his lungs. He, um, he died. My cousin was in the back seat. Thankfully, my cousin only got like a little scar on his forehead. He survived. How old was your cousin? Uh, my cousin was like arm baby still. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, he, was, he was toddler at the time. He wasn't, he wasn't much older than your granddaughter right now. And then, uh, well, that's a grown woman. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about. She running the house right now. Absolutely. And then not too long after that, found out that my dad had uh, colon cancer. So this was all wow. this, in the space between like this fifth back to, to sixth back grade. To back, yeah. This was all back to back to back, like in like in between fourth to sixth grade, in between the, like around those three years. It was yeah. about that time where stuff started going sideways, and then I stopped doing my homework. I stopped, you know, really. You made you classes. made choices that were detrimental. I, to I made you. choices that were that were detrimental, but it, it was one of those things where it's like I never, I didn't feel like anything was worth it. Yeah, I understand so it was, that. So it was one of those things where it's like I made a choice and I had to deal with the consequences of being punished all the time. But it's also just like it was also one of those things where it's like if my family ever took the time to actually look and see what was you going were hurting. on, that I was hurting, I, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. So it's one of those things where it's like the consequences of that was later on in life. Um, I now have, I've got, uh, I know I have social anxiety. And then I also suffer from depression pretty heavily, especially like. Well, see, the you I know. Yeah. When you tell me that. Yeah. It's kind of hard for me to picture it. But then I know. Everybody that sees me on the outside, yeah. the happy, big, yeah. jovial exactly. individual, when there are times where I'm in here by myself, yes. where, you know, even though I've got the lights on, the TV's running, the, I don't hear anything. Yeah. It's, it, I'm, I'm transported back to a place of darkness, yes. and, I'm, and I'm feeling human. Yeah. So let me explain what I mean by that. Um, and I and I'm not gonna cut you off, but I just I wanted to expound upon it. Uh, I've always been the type of person to take a lot of pictures, do a lot of stuff with my kids when they were younger, remedial stuff that really felt good to me. Yeah. Uh, I'll sit here and I'll watch the videos and pictures when my kids were younger. Yeah. And when it should give me a feeling of joy, it, it's empty. It, it, it gives me a, because I'm like. All the time that I missed, even though I was always there, yeah, you know, the simple fact that I'm not as close with them as they're older as I was when they were younger, yes, you know, so it, it, it I, I get what you're saying, yeah, and then like my family will see it and they'll be like, well, why are you crying? Yeah, why you know, and I'm like, that's what you ask me, not the fact that I'm sad. You're asking you know, why I'm showing it, that's, right? You're, you're, it's, it's that whole. Like, but it came from somewhere, and, yeah. it's, and and then what's even worse is it's going to spill over into somewhere else. Absolutely, and that's the, that's the part that like we have to bear both of those in mind whenever we deal with any situation. We got to think about where it came from and what it's going to do. Right. And so a lot of, a lot of times people will look at one and not the other, or they'll look at neither, and they'll just try to like cover over the whole thing. And so that 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 will lead to a lot of terrible things. Like I had to I had to take time. I had to take time and effort. To get to where I am, and I'm still not where you're right at, now. yeah. And I'm I'm still struggling now. Right. Like the like um a lot of the things that I do now, like a lot of the performances and stuff that I do, I do that 
in spite of my social anxiety, if that makes right. sense. Like, I, yeah, I, I get up on stage to prove to myself that, in, in a way, that I'm not scared of these people. Right. So I'm sitting up there fighting for my life, and it looks like I'm just having a good old time, like, laughing and joking with people, but I'm, I'm literally fighting for my life when I'm up there. And I understand what you're saying. So, so you know? it's, 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 it's one of those things where it's like, as we talk about consequences, as, as we talk about relationships, and as we talk about stuff like this, we have to really, really take a look, because people... Because everyone has just as complex of a life as we do, right? Which is which is a crazy thing to think of because we never stop to think about that. But your life is complicated. My life is complicated. People who are listening to this, their life is complicated. They have little things that bug them. They have things that they love, things that they hate. Like their life has built up just as many seconds as ours has, or will right. eventually build up just as many seconds as ours have. And we have to take that into account because they're just they're just as fragile, right. just as scared, like they are just as prone as we are to anything. Off track, yeah. and if people don't understand that, you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, I tell folks that you need to be aware of the consequences, but don't live your life scared of focusing them. on the consequences. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and there are varying levels of consequences. Yeah. Like, okay, when I was younger, there was a cuss word in my in my household that I didn't like. It's called layaway. Oh. So let me yeah. tell you why I didn't like layaway. Because, I mean, my friends were getting all this stuff and this good stuff and whatnot, and they were getting it then. And then I was having to put it on layaway. You know what I'm saying, and 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 uh, the consequences of me acting out because I felt cheated was I didn't get stuff. You know what uh, I'm saying. So I had to learn about that. You know, and that's that's a remedial consequence. You know what I'm saying. Or when I was an adult, when I was a young man, when I was 23, 24 years old, uh, I didn't understand the the whole concept of having your money for your bills and get the stuff that you yes. want later. I would go out. And I would buy the newest game system and all that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah. Then all of a sudden, a month later. Your life's off. <laughs> well, not off, but, you know, I got notice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you look into your fridge and all you see is like half a Capri Sun and yeah, a block of cheese. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. listen. So it was consequences and trial by fire yeah. to get me to where I am now. Yeah. So and, and that's why, like, when I have issues with my son yeah. when it comes to bills and stuff I'm not as uh, be the dead dog with stick type person because I know that I went through what he's going through True. and ultimately he knows what he has to do yeah. you know consequences of not being more uh, attentive and understanding is it puts a bigger rift between me and my son True. and and, and that's not something that I, I want um, it, it also depends on your son or on the other on the person on the other end because it's right. just like um i talk with my siblings like my siblings and i now that we're older we talk a lot about how we were raised and we were raised hardcore like my uncle who's a pastor was would take my dad aside and be like yo you got to lay off these kids a little bit and this is my hardcore preacher uncle yeah he'd be like no you need to you need to calm down a little bit because they are going to go off the rails the moment they get into college like the, a lot of this thing a lot of these things are going to happen because we were we had the entire recipe right to go off to college go off the rails get lost in it and come back broken yeah. like that was it because we were like strict household we would sit there during the summertime right 
we would be able to watch TV on Saturday for two hours in the morning. Wow. Every all the other time, if we weren't at our grandmother's house, that TV was off. We had a textbook for next year in our hand. Wow. We were either on an instrument, playing an instrument, practicing, or we had a textbook in our hand for next year. Okay. So like I was learning geometry, you know, before we got into sixth grade. Right. Like, that sort of ignorance. That that was what our parents were. Well, on. well not let's, ignorance. Let's not but say ignorance, but, but it was that, overzealousness. That, it was that sort of right. zealotry that my yeah. parents were on. And so he was sitting there. He was just like, "Listen, this this is probably going to happen." And then it gets to that time, and yeah, like we made our mistakes. Like my sister um, ended up like. Right after, right, like right when college hit, right when she got out the house, she went, she went, she partied, she partied it up here, she partied it up on the West Coast. Listen, she got like turned around, she had a pregnancy scare, she had a boyfriend that was like a piece of crap. Like, listen, all over the place that happened to her, and then I think maybe one or two others. Like, I, I kind of went that way, but I didn't, I didn't go as far as they did. But, well, I'm glad you weren't pregnant. Yeah, no, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't get pregnant. I didn't get nobody pregnant. Like we out here vibing. Yeah. But it, it got to the point where it's like we look back now and we see those things, and it's just like, in some points, yeah, it caused a rift. But it's also they didn't just use the hammer the whole time. Right. They still made concessions. They still, um, good story. This is this is a perfect example of how hard my dad was. Okay. Sitting there, high school, uh, there's a girl who I kind of liked. Anyway, but, you know, kind of like this girl. And um, she wants to, she's an artist. So she's like, yeah, I'm doing this little thing, this art project, and I need a model for it. So, and she's like, could you, like, have your saxophone out? And then I could, like, do, like, a rough sketch of you and then afterwards paint over it and da 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 And I'm like, sure. So I do that. And I tell, but I tell my dad like a little too late. Like I call my dad a little too late, and I'm just right. like, Dad, I'm gonna be staying over, da 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 da, an extra amount of time, so that sh- this girl can do a project. And he goes, You know what? Just walk home. Said that he was angry. So Savannah, from Savannah Arts over to near Memorial. So that's about what 15, 20 blocks, something like that. I don't know, yeah. a, couple, a good couple of miles. So he's sitting there. That's not that far. Oh, no, it gets better. It uh-huh. gets better. So we're sitting there. He goes, walk home. Pissed off. Bam! Slams up the phone. I'm, I'm scared because it's like, he said that, and then he said that after I got home, he was going to whip me anyways. Wait wait a minute. Yes. Wait, wait, wait a time out. Home. Time I'm going to walk home to a whipping. But what for, though? Because you... I made, cause I did not tell him on time that I was going to be staying late. I did not change my schedule with him. So he came to pick us up. I wasn't there. And so that's disrespect in his eyes. Wow. So he was going to make me walk home and make me get a whipping. Little did he know, he was waiting. He waited about 45 minutes, an hour. He's like, Alvin's taking too long. Arthur goes, my little brother goes, yeah, well, he's got the baritone saxophone with him. Mind you, I'm a 90-pound high school kid Uh with a 45-pound instrument Uh and my book bag Uh full of books. Right. Walking home. Right. Tired. That thing was as big as me. I'm tired. <laughs> he get he he figures out what it is. He goes, I'm gonna need to go find my son. In the middle of him being mad, I'm gonna need to go find my son. Okay. Guess couldn't find me. Cause I wasn't walking the street that he normally thought I would be walking down. Right. He got scared. I come home, I'm crying. I'm like, now nah, I'm gonna get whipped after I done carried this instrument all the way down here. He goes just go to bed. I found out a little while later, he was crying. He was home. He was scared out of his mind. He couldn't find me. 
I don't even know what so, to say about you that. See, you see how much it was? Because it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's angry at the time, but it's still, there was still all that love that was still there. Right, so right. So there's, there's a way to do it. There's still a way to like be angry and be hard on people. It's still oh. like, so that's, that's, that's my thing. It's just like, looking back now, I laugh at it. And it's just well, like, laugh know, right it was, then, though. It, it, was, it was hard. It was hard in the moment. Yes, but I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Day, like, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to tell my kids that. That's one of those things where it's just like, listen, you won't believe what your granddaddy did to me. Type story. I'm hard on you. I'm hard on you. you. I'm 45 pounds with a 90 pound saxophone walking home, and your granddaddy's gonna talk to the the woman. (laughs) I never understood that. How do you go? Both ways up the hill. <laughs> you that's, know what that, that's, that, that's what the joke is. I, I, I know because I was uh, when like, I was younger. I'm like, huh? They moved the house. That's what it was. Okay, so when I'm walking this hill this way, the house is behind me, and as I get here, the house just keep going up the hill, and then I go the rest of the way up the hill, and then magic overnight is back down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, Wait a it's a mobile home. <laughs> ah, oh my god. But it, it's it's. There's a way to do things because it's like they. I don't think they ever planned for us to be the way that we are. And but they did. They did their best. I'll say it that way. They did their best. I feel like uh, when it comes to some of the stuff that I subjected my kids to. Yeah. And it wasn't stuff that was directly to them. It was stuff more like stuff that I allowed to happen to myself. Yeah. Trying to be a good parent. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Taking a lot of uh, punishment and verbal whatever uh, people, you know, because nothing was more important than being a father. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I think that in doing that, I showed what well, I thought I was showing strength. They might have uh, weakness. weakness. I get that. And uh, so the consequence of that is that I'm at odds in with my baby girl, yeah. which it is very painful. But I'm finding myself having to be a little bit like your father yeah. was, because if I don't, yeah. the consequences can be astronomical for her. Oh yeah, true. I'm, I'm hoping that by me making the choices I'm making now that it'll get her to pull back and look at the big picture Um, you know because my statement was to her was you know I've got your stuff here let me know when you want to come get it not hey I got your stuff here come because see this is my thing I'm not going to reward bad behavior yeah so the consequences of that is that you and I, our relationship is strained. Yeah. But at the same time, like I said, I, I said, look, if you hurt sick on the side of the road somewhere, absolutely. If you're just trying to find somebody to crash because you ain't got nowhere else to go, you done burned all your bridges, then that's something that you're going to have to figure out. Now, could it backfire? Absolutely. But I have to be willing to suffer those consequences okay. to try to get her back on the right track. Okay. Or at least a track that's more suited for her to succeed. Okay. Yeah, you told her what that track was, right? Right. Okay. This is what I don't understand. Sure. For the last, for her high school years, Yeah. every day has been a struggle. There's an emotional thing. There's a, I don't want to do this. Uh, just leave me alone. Uh, right. 
you know, so, so, so social anxiety, you know what I'm saying? But this is my thing. If you got social anxiety, last time I saw somebody with social anxiety, they were introverted. They don't lash out. They don't cuss and threaten and whatnot. It, Maybe there is something that's the opposite way, but I'm just telling you what I... Okay. It's so fight or, fight or flight, and some people choose fight. Right. So. But my whole thing is this. This is your senior year. Yeah. Whether the bull... Weather the storm, then you've got a good foundation for whatever choices you make after that. One year, I you. you have to fall in the line. Do you want to know what it was that made her go off the deep end? What? So you know that there's all these things, and well, I know you know because you got your mask on about COVID. Yeah. When you go to the school, oh, you you told me about that. right. You, you have to that. answer those questions. You have to get the. And then you have to enter and exit where they tell you so they can monitor and keep people safe. Yeah, she didn't do those things. You said that you answered the questions. They don't have no record of it. So even if it's their fault, it takes you 30 seconds. Yeah. Have you been around nobody? No. Do you feel sick? No. Do you have any symptoms? No. That's a what? 15, 20 seconds? Yeah. That's all you had to do. You already don't want to be at school, so yep. them getting you out of class to go answer these questions should be a godsend. But it wasn't, and it caused a lot of friction. But what was so funny about this whole situation is when I called her and said, hey, I got something for you, her response to me was, I have to do it later. I'm doing schoolwork and putting in job applications. Number one, you had a job where you were. You walked away. Even with everything that was going on, your job was still there. They told you you could come. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's number one. Number two, we were trying to get you to do schoolwork. In the sanctity and safety of a home where you didn't have to pay for a computer, you didn't have to pay for internet. You know what I'm saying? So now your consequences are you think you've been emancipated, that you're free or whatever, but now, because you're an adult, you've got more on you. Getting food, getting this, getting that. You know what I'm saying? That, so that, That's something that she's going to have to learn. So, like, it's, let me see. I'm trying to think of a way to put this. It's one thing to be told something. It's another thing to experience it for yourself. And that is so, absolutely true. It's, it's a whole different ballgame to experience it yourself. And so she, she, it'll get to the point where she experiences it for herself. Like there's wake up calls all over the place, and all we can do, at, like all we can do at this point, is be there for her. Pray. If she comes back, pray for her. Be there for her when, if when she comes back, because there's right now, you'll only make it worse. Especially if she has to change it herself. You can't change it for her. Right. It's kind of like when uh, there's a drug addict. You can't hit rock bottom for them. You can't choose for them to get clean and stay clean. There's something that yeah. they have to do. And, and from somebody that has experience with someone that was a long-time drug user who got clean and stayed clean, um, I have certain feelings about the whole sobriety thing. Let me tell you what my, my number one, I've never taken a drug a day in my life. I've been offered numerous times, still to this day, offered numerous times. I never have. So 
I am sickened yeah. by these people lack of of fortitude. Okay. Or their weakness. Okay. And let me tell you why I feel like I can say that. As a child, I remember being sat in the center of a room watching T V. Okay. While folks are getting high and getting drunk. Yeah. Never had it in my mind to, to take a drug. Okay. I've seen people snort powder. I've seen people, I mean, literally, like, you know, you see the movies with a car open and the weed cloud come out. I was raised in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, these folks say, I've been clean for a month, but then I went to a party and I was tempted. No, no, no. No, no, no. I don't believe that. I, I believe that. You went to the party already knowing. Exactly. And it, it's one of those things where if you go, hmm, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. Where if you go to it, then you already have set yourself up for failure. You or, have to, you have to think that much farther ahead. Or even, this yeah. is the thing about it. Be strong. True. If I make this, okay, let's say I've been getting high for years. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I've been clean for a month. And I decided to go to a party. Number one, I think that it's disrespectful on your part to make the people who have the ability to do things within, yeah. you know, uh, tolerable measures to make them not do something because you're not strong enough to not do it. Okay. I don't know about you. I'm on a diet right now. And I'm doing that for me. Because okay. I want to be around to see my granddaughter uh, graduate high school. Yeah. That's 18 years. Yeah. Okay? So that will put me at 60-some-odd years old. I'm not drinking sodas. That's one of the healthiest things I can do. Yeah. But my mother and them still drinking sodas. Okay. I can't blame them because they got sodas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for me to do that, that's weak. Okay. That, that, that's I mean. Like, why, why would I... So my whole thing is, like the folks that I know that are friends that imbibe of drugs, yeah. I'm around them all the time. Yeah. I'm drinking my Gatorade or whatever while they, 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 they puff, puff passing. And I'm okay with that. That's why, I, that's why I don't understand. You know, I mean, people are mad at the consequences of their choices. Or are you mad because you, I'm not strong enough? The hell you aren't. If there are women who have raised families by themselves working two jobs, who have remained steadfast with strength, and then those people still end up in some time in their life finding the love of their life because they were strong enough to realize that consequences are blaming everybody for what one did, okay. you alone. You're not you're not completed. You're not satisfied. And so, so you know that's that's what my thing. Everything has a consequence. But the thing about it is for you to sit here and damn the consequences or, you know, upset because you're being subjected to these consequences yeah. is 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 rudimentary at best to in, in my eyes. I'm like, look, hey, I'm gonna jump off this roof. Consequences? I could kill myself. I could break my foot. So when you jump off that roof and you bust your ankle or whatever, damn, why the fuck roof? Pardon my language, I'm sorry. But why are you mad? True. Be ready to accept 
all these people that went out and voted uh-huh. that didn't want Trump in, that Biden. Guess what? He's not the Messiah. He is going to upset you in some way. So what I don't want is to get on Facebook or Instagram, oh, Joe Biden's this or that. Hey, you voted for him. So respect the office. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. But, but hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. I understand where you're going with that, but this is my like, thing. If... I'm putting it in terms that even a layman can understand. You dating Cardi B. Okay. Okay. You have to realize and recognize that Cardi B is still going to be Cardi B. Okay. You can't come in there and change the way she talk, the way she dress, the way she act. Okay. Without consequences of losing the person you love, you understand what I'm saying? Because you love somebody for who they are. Okay. You make a commitment to them because of who they are. But then if you come in and then all of a sudden, who they were when you were able to make that commitment isn't good enough for you, then you lose that person. That, that, that that's what I'm trying kind of trying to say about the whole. You know, the analogy of, you know, when we make a, a choice okay. of who's going to lead us, who we're going to love. The, the, the thing with Biden is, I've, I've heard for the past four years, respect the office, respect the office, respect the office, when the person in the office didn't respect the office. So I'm, I'm a little titchy whenever you say something about respecting the office. When the office isn't hasn't stood for anything respectable. Well, see, this is what I'm saying that's, about that's that. One, but it's it's the thing about it is the uh, pastor okay. in Atlanta that was uh, you know about with guys or uh, you know young men from the okay messing around with these young guys. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I cannot respect the man, but I can respect the position of pastor. I, I give you wait a minute, I give you a perfect example. Blue Bloods, the TV show. Okay, so let me tell you about this. So there is a, a pastor on there. Okay. He's Al Sharpton, wrapped in the wolf's sheep. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He doesn't respect his position because he's willing to do underhanded things. You know, he wants to make. Every white cop is bad. Every okay. black person is right. You know what I'm saying? So this cop, who he disrespected, said, look, we can do this one of two ways. You can renounce this falsehood that you're doing, and we can find a better way to accomplish this. Or I can give you the perp walk, and then everything that you stand for that might be good or be dragged down with you. He knew the wolf that he was dealing with, but he did not want to tear down the institution of being a pastor or whatnot. You see what I'm saying? I understand where you're coming from, where it's hard to respect the position because since Obama's been gone, we haven't had somebody that has respect for what they're there for and what they're supposed to do. I understand that. But my thing is this. 
if we disrespect, we're no better than those who tried to disrespect Obama when he was in office and tried to get him to act outside of his character. Okay. Now, the consequences is we're going to have to put up with more bull, but we're able to hold our head high because we didn't sully ourselves. The, the term good trouble comes to mind. So I, I, I understand and I'm, I'm right there with you when it's just like, yes, I still have to respect, but respect and um, making just and just letting things be as they are are two very different things. No, no, no. no I never I'm said saying, that. Okay, that's that's the part where that's the part. Where I'm not saying through. letting things be. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I was with you until you said that we shouldn't complain about Joe Biden. No, no, no. I didn't say we shouldn't complain. What I, what, what I meant by that was what I meant by that is the people who voted to put him in the office. Yes. Don't fuss because you put him in the office. They, I'm not saying the things that he does don't hold him accountable. Uh, voice your opinion. Then, then what's the difference between what's the difference between fussing and voicing your opinion? Okay, this is the, th- the thing about it is if I sit up here and say, "Oh man, the, uh, damn it, I don't know why I got Joe Biden in the office. You know, he not doing anything, and I feel this way and that way." That's fussing. But me sitting up and saying, "Joe Biden, you were elected to do a job. We feel like you have to." rise to the occasion don't rest on your laurels that's me voicing my opinion that's that's some heavy semantics and tone policing right there and and, and, and I know that's some heavy tone policing right there well see the the thing about it is like okay let me see if I can change it up a little bit then don't fuss about the individual fuss about the job that's being done Okay, so then how how is the first one not fussing about the job that's being done? Because you said the job's not being done. Okay, so this is the thing, Alan. I don't like the way that you play the ukulele. It's far not. It's not the way I want it. I wanted something more. That's me fussing about the performance. That's what I'm saying, Alvin. I don't like the way you walk. I don't like the way you talk. That's fussing about the individual. You fuss, You can either fuss about the job. Your your job is, is is the ukulele player, so you should strive to be the best ukulele player because you were elected for that position in the 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 organization that you're in. You see what I'm saying? If we if I okay, let's say you I and D'Artagnan in the band, we elect you to be the ukulele player because that's your skill set and that's what you're going to strive. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If we playing and you play off key or whatnot, or you miss a we can we can we can argue about that. Okay. That's a job. Okay. That's something that you can change. Okay. But me sitting up here and attacking you as a person has nothing to do with the job. You see what I'm saying? I look, I can't fuss at Donald Trump about the job he was doing because there were a lot of good things he did. You see what I'm saying? What I can fuss about is, why am I to be okay if you tell my daughter that it's okay for a man to grab her by the pussy? I, that, 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 that's personal. 
and, and I know once again it's, it's it's an argument of semantics, but I feel like that's a little bit better uh, explanation of what I mean. You know what I'm saying? I can argue about the truck driver, the person. You know, his cab is filthy. He's not clean shaven or whatnot. That's still his job. Oh, that's that's all still his job. You get when you when you get elected to an office like this, who you show yourself to be as a person is part of the job. You are a figurehead. So who you are, whether you're sitting up there behind a podium or if you're shaking hands on a golf course, you are still the president of the United States of America, and you need to act as such. But we Online, knew who he was. Offline, we knew who he was. Right. Exactly. So I, what I don't understand is how we can't have Joe Biden under the same scrutiny. Oh no! Why you're not? Why you're saying that people who vote for him shouldn't have him under the same scrutiny? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this, ladies and gentlemen. Pardon this expression. If I know you a misogynistic asshole, and I give you the job. I can't fuss about you being a misogynistic asshole while you're doing the job. Okay. Now you see what I'm saying? Uh, okay, I see that. That, that. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that we can't argue about Joe Biden when he doesn't do his job. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Or I feel like he's not living up to what was expected of him. But if we find out down the line that, you know, Joe Biden... It's not what he appeared to be. We can't fuss about that because it was our job to research enough to know. See, we knew what Donald Trump was, and yet he still was able to buy the election. You understand what I'm saying? We knew that he was sometime. We knew that he had a little racial edge to him. We knew that he was misogynistic, and yet still we elected him to the highest office. We didn't all elect him. That was that was some that was some dipping around right there right but so we are lumped in with everybody else because he was the he was the one that was appointed yes, right i will put it that way he was the one that was appointed absolutely and now, we, now we have elected by popular vote joe biden but i don't care if something comes out 20 years from now he will be held accountable for it i don't i don't care what it is i don't care whether you voted for him or not he should be held accountable absolutely i know I, I agree with you totally so then i Let's just agree to disagree on some things, but we get the gist of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we out of time, folks. You know, we got into it. You know what I'm saying? I still love him like a son, but that's the good thing about the, the dynamic. We can agree to disagree and still be respectful. That's the consequences of our relationship. Um, we presented you with the truth and the documented facts, so now it's up to you to decide what to do with them. Remember, new shows posted every Monday by 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to send your comments to us by email to theshockofreality at yahoo.com. That's D-A-S-H-O-C-K-O-F-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y. All one word with no spaces. Subject podcast. Also, follow us on Instagram under the same heading. These podcasts are available on Anchor FM as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search the name of the show. This has been your host, DJ SAV. And Alvin Small. In closing, if we said anything you don't agree with, the consequences are all you have to do is prove us wrong. Peace.